Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We are here for episode 92, and we are continuing our month-long series, really pausing and reviewing and digging into the foundations of this podcast, but also the foundations, I would argue, for healthy Christian family life. The pillars of this podcast are love God, love yourself, love your family, and love others. And I firmly believe that those are really not the pillars of the podcast, but those are just the pillars of life. If you want to live a healthy and happy and holy life, you want to have a great marriage, you want to have a great relationship with your kids, you want to go to sleep at night feeling like today was worth it, like I had purpose and I'm connected to the Lord, I know what I'm doing. I don't mean everything is perfect, but I mean you have that sense of peace about your life about your family life. If you want all of that, these are the pillars that need to be the foundation for your life and for your family. And so that's why we're spending this month taking them one by one. And we're actually breaking the love your family well pillar into two. So today we're going to talk about loving your husband. Next week, we will talk about loving your kids. Because I want us to get practical, not just to have this abstract idea of like, well, of course God is first. Of course I need to take care of my mental health. Of course I want to invest in my marriage. But how the heck do we do that? How do we do that when life is busy? How do we do that when we're discouraged? How do we do that when we have no margin and we feel like we're drowning? Like, how do we get back on track and live practically so that these priorities stay front and center in our lives, no matter what is going on. And so we're, you know, that looks a little different with a husband versus your child. And so that's why um, we're actually breaking that one pillar into two conversations. And so today's episode, just like the last few weeks, this will be a recording from a Facebook Live event that I did inside our private Facebook group during our anniversary celebration. So if you listened to that, if you were a part of the group already and you tuned in a few months ago during the celebration, um, I trust that it will be a helpful review to listen to it again. I know that I, I get something new every time I open the Bible, every time I re-listen to especially something foundational where it's just like, oh, that hit home. My life is a little different today than it was then. Like I need that reminder. I need that encouragement. So whether you listened in the Facebook Live or you don't join us in the group or you're just here on the podcast, wherever you are at, I know this will be a helpful and encouraging and practical conversation. So we are diving in today with, again, that replay of our Facebook Live about three practical ways to love your husband well. Even when life is crazy, even when your marriage might not feel perfect, I hope that these ideas are helpful. And you can always find our episodes in kind of a blog style format if that's a good fit for you, or maybe you want to share it with a friend. Um, the show notes, that's what I call them. Maybe I should call it a blog. I don't know. They're always on the website for each episode. So you can just head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 092 and you will see all the notes from today, along with some links to other resources or other podcast episodes that connect with a healthy marriage. Um, so lots of stuff there that goes a little bit above and beyond what we're talking about just on the podcast. So my friends, 
Without any further ado, without any further introduction, let's dive in to our conversation about practical ways to love our husbands well. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to day three of our one-year podcast anniversary celebration. We are ready to talk today about pillar number three of the podcast. The third pillar is loving our family well. And we are actually going to break that into two nights. We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about loving our husband well. And tomorrow we'll talk about loving our kids well, because they're all our family, but those are pretty different relationships. And so I thought it would be helpful when we think about those really practical steps. It can and should look a little bit different of how we love our husband and how we love our kids. So I am really excited. If you haven't yet um, circled back to the conversations about three steps to loving God well, three steps to loving yourself well. Um, you definitely want to hop back and check out those because those steps are are really foundational to be able to do the things we're going to talk about when it comes to our family. <laughs> when life is busy, chaotic, overwhelming, sometimes it's discouraging and we're so easily distracted. I think for a lot of us, focusing on our family is the most natural place to start. We we see them every day. We interact with them every day. There's a lot of emotion and history and future built into these relationships. But if we're focusing on these people without setting that foundation of a relationship with the Lord and without taking care of ourselves, it's not going to go as well as we want it to go. So I know that this will be a really helpful conversation, but don't skip over those first two pillars of loving God well and loving yourself well. But right now we are on day three. So we are going to dig into three practical steps to love our husbands well, even when life is totally crazy, even when the kids are totally distracting, even when we are maybe feeling a little disconnected, um, especially if you've got young kids at home. That is typically, statistically, the hardest season for a marriage when you've got kids under five. And I know a lot of us, myself included, are in that boat. Even when we're in those hard, overwhelming, crazy seasons of life, we still want to and have a responsibility to love our husbands well. There's obviously a lot that could be said about this, but that's true of every pillar of the podcast. So I'm going to highlight three practical steps. So step number one to loving your husband well is praying for him. And and I would extend this and add on to it, say praying with him, praying together, having a devotional life, not just individually with the Lord, but you and your husband together coming before the Lord you don't have quite as much control over that if your husband is is or is not willing to do that or excited to do that with you. 
prioritizing that with you. But you totally have control over are you praying for him? There is a lot that could be said about this. But ultimately, it really boils down to the power of prayer. Do we believe that we serve and follow and love a God who can create change? And this is often, it's not only a great foundation for a marriage, a great and central daily ongoing part of loving our husband well, this is also a really helpful step when you're feeling frustrated with your husband, when you want to do plan A and he wants to do plan B and you're not on the same page, praying for the Lord to put you on the same page, to keep both of you open to compromising, discussing, changing your perspective, asking the Lord to work through the Holy Spirit that's the best way to create change in your marriage because he has power. He has influence in ways that you never will. Um, whether your husband is actively seeking him or not, God, God's plans are never held back by what we do or do not do. We just get to be invited to be a part of it. So that is step number one. If you want to love your husband well, if you want a strong, healthy, happy marriage, you have to be praying for your husband. And um, just to get even a little more practical than that, one of my really helpful tools here is a note card and actually writing out in advance. Like I have a little note uh, list of the things that I want to pray for, for my husband based on the season of life that we're in. If I know he's struggling with something, if I know he's excited about something or something's coming up, if Um, If I am really being challenged by something as a wife, you know, anything goes on that list so that in the moment when I'm praying, I don't have to try to think of it all. (laughs) If I'm feeling stuck, especially, I can pull that out and just pray through these things that I long for, for the good of my husband and the good of our marriage. The second step that I would highlight here, we all need to give our husbands the benefit of the doubt. And often that's a lot easier at the beginning of our marriage because we just, I mean, frankly, we just haven't had as much time to disappoint each other, (laughs) to see the ins and outs and the good and the bad and the messy and the ugly. And the more that life goes on and we mutually, because this goes both ways, we, we disappoint each other or we hurt each other or we completely unintentionally let the other person down, it gets harder and harder to assume the best about our husbands. And it's particularly difficult with our husbands because we know this is such an intimate relationship. This is the person who is supposed to get it and get me and help me and be there for me. And so when he's not, which happens for all of us, because you are a sinner who married a sinner, hopefully all saved by grace and in God's family, but still struggling with the brokenness of the world and the temptations of our flesh. And so we will be disappointed at some point in our marriage. It is simply a reality of life. But you can make a big difference by how you think about and approach your husband. When something unexpected happens, or he does something or says something that rubs you the wrong way, or is disappointing to you or frustrating to you, Does your mind automatically jump to blaming him or 
coming up with the worst possible scenario for why he's doing what he's doing? Or can you pause that and give him the benefit of the doubt? Ask him why he did what he did or ask him to explain a little bit more about his thinking or his perspective or his opinion. Obviously, the context of the situation would change how you do this. But that is the second step to really loving our husbands well, even when life is totally crazy. And it's so easy at those moments to just get on autopilot and we just react how we react and we move down the same path we've moved down a thousand times before. If we can pause that process, give him the benefit of the doubt, invite him into that conversation about your your insecurities or your doubts or your frustrations or whatever it is, I'm not saying that conversation is always going to go well, it may or it may not, but it is giving him an opportunity. It is loving him enough to say, I'm not going to just let my mind run down the path of the worst possible scenario of what's happening here and assume the worst about you. I'm going to assume the best and I'm going to engage you and seek to understand what is going on. And then our third step, which... (laughs) Uh, could easily, you know, has been books upon books and could easily be multiple podcast episodes. I'm going to keep it short and sweet because that's my goal with these Facebook lives every day this week. Our third step is to submit to our husbands out of reverence for Christ. That's not my words, my friend. That is a direct quote from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Now, well, okay, it's not a direct quote. Fine. In the actual quote, it's talking to husbands and wives, but you're the wife and and we're having this conversation. (laughs) Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ is what the specific verse says. That's the NIV version. Um, If you go on there through the rest of Ephesians 5, it talks to wives about submitting. It talks to husbands about loving their wives. And it concludes in verse 33, reminding the wife that she must respect her husband. So we must submit respectfully. Now, I'm not going to open all the doors that that conversation can open. Submit is a word that has a lot of baggage in our modern day and in our culture and maybe just in your own personal life. Um, I'm a counselor. I've worked with many women who have a very, very genuine and understandable struggle submitting to their husbands. What I want us to focus on tonight is the second half there of verse 21. Why is it that God would say, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ? It's because of the reverence for Christ. It's not because your husband will always deserve to be respected. And it's not because he will always deserve and earn um, submission. It is because we submit to Christ. Christ is in charge of your husband. Your husband will stand before his throne one day and account for his actions toward you, toward your kids, toward your family and your marriage, let alone everything else in his life. (laughs) And you will similarly, but individually stand before the Lord and, and have to explain or talk through. I mean, he'll know more than you ever know (laughs) about why you did or didn't submit and what that looked like, what those struggles were. So what I am saying for us today, as we think about these three steps, 
practical steps when life is totally crazy, one of them has to be submission to Christ, which plays out in our homes with submission to our husbands. And like I said, there is a lot of nuance that could be said there. Um, Obviously, if we both, husband and wife, are living out verse 21, we are actually submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's the that's the ideal. It makes it a lot easier (laughs) because you know you're not doing it alone. Not every marriage is actually in that position at this moment in time. So I'm not trying to open a can of worms, not trying to frustrate or anger or, or create distress for anyone, but I am trying to help you love your husband well by following God's word Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. If you struggle with a moment of submission to your husband, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Wrestle through that with him, with God, trying to figure out what's going on. Circle back to step one of praying for your husband, (laughs) praying for the situation. It is never an option to tell God you are wrong here. because he's not, because he's always good and his plans are always perfect. We just don't always understand them and we have to make it through the fallout of other people not necessarily following God's will or God's plan um, in the best way possible. So these are the three steps that I wanted to highlight today when it comes to loving our husbands well, specifically in these seasons of life, of family life that are difficult and overwhelming. Life is super busy and it can be hard to be intentional about our marriage when it feels like there's so many other things going on. But pray for him and hopefully with him. Slow down enough to give him the benefit of the doubt and submit respectfully to him out of reverence for Christ. And if you're wrestling with that, you're struggling with that, take it to the Lord. Talk it through. Don't just try to force yourself into something um, and don't just throw out God's word because it's inconvenient or you don't like it. Wrestle through that with the Lord, with your friends, with your pastor, with a counselor, with whoever it needs to be. But especially when life is super crazy and maybe we're distracted, maybe we're disappointed, maybe we're discouraged, it's going to be harder and harder in those seasons to submit Moms tend to be um, planners and like, I know everything that's going on. I'm doing the day in and day out, taking care of everything. And so therefore we're going to go with my plan. That's a really easy mindset to get into, even for our husbands to, to say, okay, yeah, you know more than I do about what's going on at home or with the kids or whatever. And so I'm going to just let you take the reins. That needs to be a shared decision-making process. And so especially when those seasons of life are overwhelming us and feeling really crazy, we may need to be particularly intentional about the submission that the Lord requires and keeping Christ at the center of all of that, of all of it, of all of our marriage, of all of our family life. So friends, that is all I have for today about loving our husbands well Tomorrow night, we will continue the conversation about pillar number three um, and talk about loving our kids well. But for now, enter the giveaway, use your discount code, and hugs and blessings to you.
I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.